we are back for another uh, episode of Pursuit of Purpose, and uh, have a special guest today. Uh, but uh, as always, uh, Cody's with me. Cody, how you doing, buddy? Konnichiwa. I'm doing good. And uh, a different language today, I see. Japanese, man. My goodness, I, I feel like <clears throat> I feel like Bud. I, I feel like by the end of of this run of our podcast, people are going to know so many languages. Well, that's the goal, yeah. I don't know how many countries there are in the world or how many languages, but I'm going to try to cover all of them. So. And, and for some reason, I feel like we're going to find out, sadly. Yeah, yeah. Three seconds of learning every day or every <laughs> podcast. Uh, we should add that to our, to our life skills for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have a special guest today. Um, we are joined uh, with Jana Hodson. Jana, thank you for uh, for joining us on this podcast. Thanks for having me. Yes, and we're going to be talking about uh, because Jana is an expert at this, raising our kids to love the Lord. Right? No, not an expert. <laughs> no. Not an expert. <laughs> no, I think you asked the wrong girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think when it comes to raising kids, we probably I don't know that there is an expert in this field. And by the time we become experts and can write books on it, it's too late. Like, we're down the road so far. <laughs> it's looking back and saying, well, I'm just going to write about all my mistakes and hope somebody else doesn't make them. Mm-hmm. Yes, that yeah. is true. No, that's good. And, uh, and I do. I'm excited about this topic again because, and it's timely, I feel like. One, it's Mother's Day's coming up. And we definitely want to be mindful of that and, and, and give props to all the mamas out there. Absolutely. Can I get a whoop, 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 <laughs> so we definitely want to, we definitely want to recognize, um, those women who have committed to being good, godly moms and, and, and those things. But, but we also want to talk about it because we're spending a lot more time with our kids maybe than we want to. Yeah. I think I've spent more time with my kids in the last seven weeks at home than maybe my entire life. (laughs) 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 Well, I want to to do some questions. I want to ask some questions um, and just kind of break into this. And I I thought what we'd do is we would talk about this in general, like just some things to to think through, some things that, that maybe you know, have changed, are different, but then move into more like what personally is going on in, in our homes and and then kind of segue into like the things that, that, that God has taught us up to this point um, just about, you know, raising kids to love the Lord. And, that, and that's where I want to end it. And I'm going to actually end, we'll end with something a little awkward that I haven't even told Cody about yet. <laughs> I just mentioned that, that I'm going to put him on the spot a little bit at the end. Well, it's not going to be a prayer. I can promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand, dude. Uh, I just don't do it out loud. What is, Nate, I need you to look something up for me. What is the, what is the fear... Of praying, called. Oh, <laughs> yes, there's a phobia for that. There, there has maybe to be. Maybe I won't talk if he doesn't agree to pray. Ooh, what, what Ooh. do y'all think of that? The podcast, the the whole future uh, of the podcast is on the line right now. If I prayed out loud, nobody would be inspired. <laughs> They'd be like, "What is this guy Not talking true. about?" <laughs> well, we won't know unless you show us, man. Yeah. If it is that bad, I can just cut you off. All right, that's fine, but I'm not going to do it today. (laughs) (laughs) He's not taking the challenge. You're not, and you're not allowed coming in when you do decide to pray Uh with it written out. Oh, it's it's going to happen. I'm just going to like think about it, close my eyes, write what I'm saying, and then open (laughs) my eyes, and then come here with the with the letter, and then just read it. That's and that's exactly (laughs) how it's going to happen. Oh, there is is there. Well, I've been trying to find it. I can't find anything, though. Um, the only word I'm finding consistently is awkwardness. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what yes, it is. Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm good with calling it that. <laughs> Add that to his titles. Detective, father, husband, awkward. And sinner. <laughs> yes, sinner. Yes. Yeah. Um. So, uh, any funny stories this week in, in your guys' homes? Uh, 
I mean, I don't know if it's funny. We we uh, actually put our six chickens outside this week. They've been inside, and my wife was about to kill me and the girls and the chickens because they stunk the whole house up. But you had to wait. I guess I had to ask my father-in-law, like, hey, when's when's the right time? And it's either temperature or size or age of the bird. Or I don't know. He's a chicken guy. So we put them outside this week, so that was a, a success, and we made Mama happy, so that's all that matters. So what, you got like a, just a little cage to put them in? No, no, man. It's, it's like a penthouse. They've got like a whole coop that me and my a dad built. A chicken penthouse. Yeah, yeah. And I got six more coming, so we'll have 12. So hopefully like August, we'll have a dozen eggs a day. You got to tell me, what what is a chicken penthouse? Like how do you, ha- what is that? It's a house that is like luxury for chickens. It's got like, uh, like hanging things for them, swinging things for them. I mean, they can pretty much do whatever they want. Are you going to teach them how to like use a swing? Nah, they kind of pick it up on their own. They're, they're already picking it up. There, there's a swing outside, and, and, and there was one little one that jumps on it. It just sits there and swings back and forth just you know naturally. What? That gives me so much hope. You know why? Why? Because if it's something... Because a chicken's more behaved than Paul? <laughs> <What he did>. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to edit that out. <laughs> no, because if something with a brain that small yeah. can figure something like that out, it, it gives me hope. Because your brain's that small? Well, I mean, I'm saying if it is, then you know I might be good. Yeah, I think you're good. I like you. You're not like my top five. You're like top ten. <laughs> Nate told me I'm like one of his top two. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not going to ask Janet because I don't want to be embarrassed. <laughs> I don't have anything to say about that right now. <laughs> so, Jan, anything in your home this week? Funny? I don't know. We've kind of been at each other's throats lately, so I'll have to think about a funny. Yeah, well, and two, the weather doesn't help. All these rainy days, stuck inside. Yeah, it's when kind we, of getting old. Yeah, when we get at each other's throats, it's like, all right, kids, go mm. outside. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to go. <laughs> yes. yeah. Jump on the trampoline. Just, mm. I just don't want to see you for the next hour. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that every day I come home from work. Go play with your dad. <laughs> I'm tired of him. Take him. Yes. So. Well, kind of going to this, like, so what's it been like since this is whole, all, the, since all this has started in, in the Hodson home? Yeah, the Hodson home. Um, what is this? Seven weeks? Seven weeks that we've been. Oh, is that it? It feels like seven months. Yeah, Maybe it, it is seven months. I don't know kind of maybe blurs day. I don't even know what day it is, <laughs> honestly. Um, but yeah, I feel like um, we have our days. Some days are um, happier than others. Um, my kids definitely have spent more time with one another um, than they have in a really long time. Um, I feel like I've seen them scream at each other, punch each other, chase each other, um, but then turn around and be like, hey, you want to go do this or <laughs> help somebody with something? And if, that only, if only our relationships like at work <laughs> and with our spouses were that easy, you know? Yes. I mean, yes, it is. Uh, um, I have learned a lot about my children over the last seven weeks. Um, I feel like that... I can call quarantine grievatine um, <laughs> yeah. since our family um, lost um, Chad back in November. So I feel like that the first three weeks um, were probably the most difficult with that. Um, I was not as busy as a teacher the first three weeks. Um, so I felt like I really could be mom. And... Um, it's my children and, and me, we have had a lot of time where I wasn't at home because Chad and I were at the hospital and lots of family have taken care of them. And there were lots of things that I really didn't realize about them. And when you think about your time in a day, how many hours your kids are at school, you know, and you're doing your own thing, you're at work, you come home, you go from home to practices to games, um, dinner, homework, and then you just want everyone to go to bed. (laughs) So you can lay down and go to bed. So I do feel like um, we've had a lot of time to just get to know one another and see maturity and not see maturity. 
um, just reactions and emotions to things. Um, and then you throw school into the mix. Um, there are some amazing people out there that homeschool their children, but I'm not one of them. <laughs> and I have learned a lot about my kids. And, um, you know, people are always giving props to teachers. And I'm sure Nate and I, we appreciate that for sure. But um, we're giving props to parents out there <laughs> for what you're doing. And um, I know that the people that teach my children, um, you are so patient. And there is something really special about you because I've learned that Dane is an angry learner. Angry. <laughs> I've heard I've heard of people that get hangry, but a, an angry learner, that's mm -hmm. a thing? Yeah, it's a thing. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he gets one look at an assignment to read or to write, and he loses his mind. I mean, just that is not what he wants to be doing at all. It must be the middle child thing, right? Yes. Because Kendall's the same way. <laughs> she does the same oh, thing. yeah. <laughs> I I was I was reading one of the stories that uh, Nora got assigned an assignment. She had to read the story and then she had to describe something from the beginning, the middle, and the end. Such a simple assignment. And I'm sitting there like in college and I start sweating like what happened at the beginning? What happened in the middle? Like I couldn't figure I'm like, oh my gosh, like here we go. Flashbacks, like you know, deadlines and all those horrible things that I'm so glad are over with. Like, <laughs> you're, you're, but you are, I, I agree. You, it has made me just watching Miss Sinclair and some of the other teachers interact has really made me appreciate that in, in a big way. Um, and, and just really beautiful, like to see that. I mean, I, I, I hate, what the kids are going through, but at the same time, like to, to be able to see that interaction in a way that I never would have experienced if this hadn't happened has been eye opening for one thing. Um, but also, you know, feel blessed because of some of the people that are in our kids' lives that, you know, you know, we would have got to know to a degree, but have gotten to know a lot better since this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've thought so much just about, my own children, what a safety net, what a comfort mm -hmm. that our school is. And I really, really felt that, um, you know, when Chad was really sick at the end and I gave my kids choices. Do you want to be at the hospital? Do you want to be there? And they wanted to be at school. Sure. They wanted to be where their teachers were, where their friends were. Um, like I said, our kids spend more time sometimes at school than they do at home. Mm -hmm. And that was familiar and that was comfortable. And of course, our community just showered and supported and loved us. And, and they continue to do that. And my kids felt it. And as a mom, <laughs> that means so much to you mm -hmm. um, when your kids just have, you know, a cheering section like that, just somebody to lean on. But yeah, I feel like that the first three weeks, there was a lot of downtime, a lot of downtime for me. Um, I felt like it was like counseling session every day. Mm. You know, as kids, I mean, we as adults have a hard time expressing our emotions, you know, trying to put those into words. You're feeling it, but you don't know what to do with it. Um, and then think about a child. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everything that they've been through. And now we're at home and everything that's familiar to you is gone. Right. And not just for my family. I mean, there's so many families out there, whatever their circumstance is. I'm sure that those first three weeks or even now, it's probably different timing for everybody. Um, but we really had to work through that. And, you know, as a spouse who lost the love of her life, I really have tried to keep, you know, just, you know, my crying episodes. I mean, I want the kids to see and, and, and experience, you know, I don't want them to think, you know, this is just okay. Mom's okay all the time. I understand they need to see that, but those breakdowns, those big breakdowns, mm -hmm. I've, I had really been able to keep them away from that, you know, in the car, if I was by myself or in the closet or, you know, after everybody goes to bed. But when you're home all day, there's no escaping it. Right. They, 
if they don't see you for 10 minutes, even my big kids, you know, teenagers, where's mom? Where's she at? And um, I won't forget, I think it was the second week and Sundays just really are tough for me. (laughs) There's just something about Sundays that um, make it really difficult. And I don't even remember what had happened, but I just went to the closet and I've not removed any of Chad's clothes. And um, I was just in there and I just was crying, crying, crying. And Landon came in. She's our youngest. She's eight. And she opened the door and she was like, mom, what's wrong? And I said, I'm just sad. I just miss dad. And she said, okay, I'll go get Hannah and she'll start dinner. (laughs) Maybe I'll stay in the closet all the time. (laughs) But really, I just, at first, I mean, I was so proud of her. But then I was like, oh, I am this depressing mom who's in the closet and my kids are fending for themselves and and they're not fending for themselves. Right, right. <laughs> they're big enough to start helping around the house and that kind of thing. And so Hannah came in and she said, yep, I'm mom, I'm making dinner. And um, so I went to the basement and um, I have a bike and I just got on the bike for a little bit. And um, Hannah came down and after I was done and she just gave me a hug and she's not a girl of many words at all. But after that, them seeing me like that, I just, I was really scared as a mom. I'm like, what, what am I doing to my kids? Mm-hmm. And, and then that whole next week, each one of them had their own day where they were really mad or they were crying and we had to talk through those emotions of guys, this is real. And, and we're really experiencing this because we're home and it's in our face that dad is not here. Like he's not in his chair. He's not eating dinner with us. There's nothing to distract us at all from it. And just working through that and just hearing their questions and, um, you know, the things they were doubting and, and Dane said something to me and it just blew me away, um, you know, there for a while, we were really trying to study together as a family. You know, when Chad first got sick, you know, every night we were doing that and, and spending so much time in prayer. And then after Chad passed, you know, it was just, it was difficult. And I wasn't doing that. I just, I wasn't. It was hard for me to pray. Mm-hmm. Like I found that the only way that I could pray is if I wrote it down. And um, Dane said, um, Mom, I just feel like that maybe I'm not going to heaven. Mm. (laughs) And then I was crushed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So this was a really bad week. And I was like, dude, why, why do you say that? And he said a few more things and I don't remember what it was, but he said, we don't study anymore. We don't look at the Bible together. And I miss that. Mm. And yeah, another slap (laughs) in the face. Um, But that was kind of that turning point of, I got to get it together. You know, we are falling apart and it's okay to fall apart. And all of this is real and it's true. And we have to be able to talk about it. But where's our center? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, where has been our center all along? Um, and it just made me think about, you know, just Jill, my sister, said to me one time, probably back in January, and she said, You need to be in as good a place as you can be right now, the place where God wants you to be for your kids. And, and that doesn't look pretty and that's not perfect and it's never going to be perfect, but, um, your kids just teach you so much. I mean, I'm just, um, amazed at how smart my kids are. Even if they are angry learners, they're so freaking smart (laughs) and they just teach me all the time. Well, and I think you know, one of the one of the comments you made talking about, I mean, essentially you're talking about authenticity. And I one of the one of the things that I appreciate most about my parents and how they raised me was their willingness to have arguments in front of us. And I know that's not all parents do that. Not I'm not dogging one person's way of doing it, not but being exposed to that help me learn how to be better at fighting in my marriage, you yeah. know, and what that looks like. Yeah. And again, what, do, what, what are we here for? It, in the church, we've done this so much and we've made so many mistakes at this. 
where we've set the standard about what we're supposed to be and how we're supposed to be. And it looks unachievable. Mm -hmm. Like really, Mm -hmm. because we don't talk about our problems. We just talk about all the good things that we're doing. And we say, Hey, look at me, look at these things that I'm doing. That's why Jesus was dogging like the religious leaders because, because they were doing the same stuff. They were walking around and they looked a certain way. And even the disciples said, when he said, Hey, these won't make it to heaven. Okay. It's harder for them. And, And they're like, and they're like, well, if they, if they aren't making it, then how do I have a chance? When the reality is, like, if you, if you pull away the curtains, we all have a bunch of crap that we're dealing with that if our kids aren't exposed to that in a way where they can learn how to deal with that stuff, they're going to be behind the game. They're going to have to learn on their own when they've got a parent there who's already been there, who's doing it, who all they have to do is just open their life up to them. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Suffering and vulnerability. I mean, those, those are two of the most educational things we can teach our kids growing up. And I, you know, I, similar to what Jana's saying, you know, losing my son, I mean, there was a lot of times that, I mean, my kids were a lot younger, but they saw suffering. They saw vulnerability and Paige and I and, in our conversations and we didn't really hide or stray away from a lot of our conversations with our kids around. And I think that's translated pretty well for them as they've grown to be a little bit older. I mean, they're able to handle what they think are problems in their life at seven and 10 years old. I think they do pretty well. Um, you know, and I, I don't, I don't attribute that to everything we've done as parents, but I think that a large part of that is because of the vulnerability of exposing that to them and trying to educate them using those. So how do you feel like the kids have handled it, Jana? Like just from their standpoint, um, handled, I mean, mean? I guess, I guess all of it, but I mean, specifically, you know, just kind of, you know, this time at home. Um, I mean, Mm -hmm. overall, yeah, I feel like that they have handled it very well. I think that kids crave being at home with Mm -hmm. their family and my kids have never had that much time at home, which yeah. probably none of our kids have. And they want that. They want to chill. They want to have their own stuff to be able to actually play and do. I mean, I've seen Landon play with stuff that she's not played with in forever, um, just with one another. And, and I feel like my kids have created such a special bond. Now, they fight all the time. Like, I'm not saying that. But I feel like that they were forced to create that bond when Chad and I were gone so much. And and, and they are very united. They can be against each other, but, I mean, they are very united. And they they love each other. And yeah. they do. They really do. Um, we were in the car the other day, and I backed out and was ready to leave. I didn't even know Landon wasn't even in the car with us. And this might be one of those things that we want to cut out. <laughs> yeah, you might. I have a lot of stories. Child neglect. <laughs> and Dane says, Mom, Landon's not with us. And Hannah's like, why'd you tell her? <laughs> <laughs> so then Landon gets in the car, and she's upset because she's like, you're leaving me. And I'm like, I just thought you were in here. I said, but your brother, he's the one that told me. And Dane's like, yeah, yeah, I did. But then the whole rest of the night, she was mad at me. She even ran down the driveway and said she was running away. Um, oh my. I had a runaway at my house. Um, <laughs> Run away. So, but they do. And I was like, Dane, you do care about your sister. <laughs> I know you do. Deny, deny, deny. Yeah, really, really. But I've seen them do so many things together. I mean, they've they're using our trampoline more than they've used in mm. such a long time. And they're out there jumping and they're begging each other, come out and do it with me. And yeah. and they all want to go and do it together. Um, so I've seen such a united front and a bonding between them. Um, but, you know, just school and being home overall, I feel like that they have handled it really well. I, I think it's been good for them. I, I didn't notice, I guess, as much until hearing you say that. But I... Now, now that I think about it, I see that a lot too. Like, they would play together, but now they play a lot together. Like, yeah. it's unbelievable to me. I mean, yeah. just hearing you say that, like, they're together a lot and mm-hmm. going around, and they want to be around each other. Um, that's really neat. Um, and you're right, just from that perspective, thinking about it, how many of the activities that we're involved with 
on a on a weekly basis or a daily basis actually pull everybody in different directions. You have practice over here with these people. You have practice over here after that with these people. And they don't even see each other through the week. I mean, there's weeks. I remember just looking back now thinking, how do we, like, what, when did we even see each other through the week? It was just boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom. And then by the, it's weekend. And then you're like, okay, we got to start all over again. And, oh, here we go. Yeah. I mean, I, I just thought about that the other day. I was thinking, Back in December, where Paisley had basketball practice, Kendall had basketball practice, I had work, Paige had work, and I think there was probably one and a half days of the week where we actually spent time together, you know? And now it's like every day. Every night, every day. Well, yeah. for, for me, it's every night. For them, it's every day. That's, you know, I get to get out of the house from 8 to 4, but, right. yeah, I mean, they, they really get to spend a lot of time. And I feel like for us, dinners – Dinners at home, um, I mean, we have eaten out so much um, just in the last couple years, especially with how things are going. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the amount of times that we've been able to have a dinner and sit down together and we're not rushed yeah. to hurry up yeah. or eaten in shifts, um, yeah. you know. But you're right. They're like, my kids love being home. Like you said that. I, I never realized how much my girls enjoy being home. Like it's every day, every time I get home from work, dad, what are you making on the smoker today? You know, dad, what are you grilling? You know, they, they love to be home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They love to just sit around, eat dinner. They want to go outside when it's nice and sit around our table and eat as a family. And you know, it's, it's actually kind of enjoyable now. It is. So they love that togetherness. Yeah. And sometimes it gets old and sometimes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we all just yeah. need a little break from yeah. each other, um, you know, to cool off and, and that kind of thing. But, um, I just wanted to mention um, just maturity that I've seen in my oldest, Hannah, who's mm-hmm. 15, and she's driving with a permit. And <laughs> you what? I really, really miss Chad <laughs> for that piece, too. But um, I have just seen this awkward, quiet girl who Chad and I sometimes were like, what's her deal? Like, right. you know, sometimes we felt like we couldn't get her to talk to us and you know she just just went through that awkwardness Mm -hmm. especially in middle school and she has really become um such a helper to me like I have seen her initiate tasks um to console her sister um she's not been a part as much of the fighting Dane and Landon are kind of the ones that are really at it at each other's throats she's kind of like the mediator like the voice of reason yeah she reminds me a lot of her dad just she's a peacemaker like Dane he's ready to fight like me like let's let's talk about it right here <laughs> she just, yeah um but I can see her like she lets things go she doesn't um you know, worry about the little stuff. And I've just really been, I don't know that I would have noticed this about her. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's been happening for a while and just, I didn't notice it. Yeah. Well, and that's a good segue. Let me, let me ask another question. So what things um, do you feel like, and, and I, want, I want a good and bad here, but when we when we look at the health of our families, spiritually speaking, what what are some of the goods that you're seeing? The good things. What are some of the bad things? And maybe what are the, what are some of the things that you're doing to to kind of maneuver um, that in a way that's that's good and healthy? I feel like something that I try to do, but I'm not always conscious of it. Um, you know, we always talk about that great phrase that um, Chad heard from somebody and he's, you know, shared it with everybody is that be present where your feet are. Yeah. And and I feel like that um, we definitely are doing that. You guys have talked about that in these podcasts, but I've thought more about just be present where your feet are, but don't live in this moment right now. So like, you know, in the moment of you're angry, you're upset. Like when I'm talking to the kids, you know, trying to just teach them like, this is life. Mm -hmm. Like things are going to suck. Things are going to be asked of you that you don't want to do. Like 
writing words and their definitions <laughs> that Dane hates. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, you're going to have to do that stuff. And they really, really get sick of me, I'm sure, saying that verse in the Bible about work for the Lord. You know, do not work for other people. Like, you know, you do everything like you're working for the Lord. And, um, you know, sometimes it's it's embracing the present time, but it's embracing the presence of the Lord. And that's something that I definitely have to be reminded of every single day. You know, things happen. Things happen with the kids. They make me lose my mind. (laughs) And, you know, just bringing you back to, you know, Lord, I remember one night just praying, I don't want this to be my words, what I say to them. I want this to be your words and your wisdom and your knowledge and, um, and I think that you will be present where your feet are, but you will not be consumed by the present, um, good or bad, but just really um, embrace him. So I feel like um, trying to bring in that kind of thing when we can with the kids, um, just the the hard, you know, has been just kind of what I've mentioned before um, just a little bit ago is just, you know, trying to do schoolwork and me working at the same time. And sometimes I feel like I'm giving some of my students more attention than mm-hmm. I'm giving my kids. And um, so, and, and I can see them wanting that. They may not say, mom, pay attention to me, but I can see it in their behavior. Um, so that's kind of hard. But just the goodness of noticing your children, just your personality of your kids and, and, and learning more about how to parent them individually because you cannot parent. Mm. <laughs> I learn that every day. What, the way I say something to Dane is not the same way I can say it to Landon. Um, Dane's going to get the last word. He wants the last word all the time. And um, our conversations go on longer than they need to. <laughs> so I feel like as a parent, I'm learning more about just how to parent each one of them. I don't know if that answered your question no, I think at so. all. I think so. I'll have to go back and listen. I was going to say, if you're going to ask me that question, I like her answer. So <laughs> you like it? I was, yes, was going to yeah. say everything that she just said. Uh, <laughs> so do you get credit for that? No. That, oh, okay. No, no. I, it's a quote, unquote, APA format. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving it. He's got yeah. sources. I'm yeah. loving it. Um, uh, I, I read this today. Uh, preacher said the main thing of parenting is praying, working, and striving for our children's salvation, and not just their their salvation, but that they too will become servants of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want my children to echo Paul, who called himself a servant of of Christ Jesus, set apart for the gospel of God. Mm-hmm. And I think. I cannot do that on my own. And that prayer that that you pray of God, give me the words. I don't know how many times I've been sitting there looking at one of my kids thinking, you know, I want to inflict harm on you, but knowing that my response has to be different. It has to be above that. And then, and just almost that out of body experience that we talked about, you know, a couple weeks ago, just where God comes in and gives you the words, the perspective, the thoughts, whatever it is to speak into that in a way that is a blessing and that growth comes instead of, you know, you getting to exert your power as a parent. Here I am. I like to do that sometimes. (laughs) It's needed at times. It is. And, and too, like, it's nice sometimes, you know, yeah. Yeah, I will say having teenagers, um, it's completely different. Like, they're ready to, you know, I'm smarter than you. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm I'm ready. not there yet. I'm glad oh, that I'm not there be yet. Glad. Well, be mine, glad. Mine's only 10, and she thinks she's smarter than everybody. <laughs> Mine are probably smarter than me, <laughs> but I don't want them to know that. Don't say it on a podcast then. I'm just saying. I'll make sure they don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Thinking about this, if if you had to give any advice, and and I know we're sitting here and we say this every week and we gotta say it again, like we're not experts, man. We don't have this figured out. Even before the show, we were talking. By the time we figure out this whole parenting thing, like we're gonna be gone, right? You know, we're gonna be old, and we're gonna be talking about all the all the mistakes we made trying to help somebody not make those mistakes, and it's not gonna happen. 
And so we're all screw ups. We're all, you know, a bunch of flawed people trying to get through this the best we can. But just if you had to give some advice in this time and what we're going through, just in life in general, as far as, hey, mom, hey, dad, this is, this is, you know, what I'm learning. This is what God is teaching me. What would it be? Um, that's actually a really good question. And this is not going to be my advice. Um, cause Jana doesn't have a lot of good advice, but I am a good listener and I feel like God is working on me to be a better listener. And I actually listened to another podcast. Sorry. Shame <laughs> on you. <laughs> it's a ladies one. <laughs> no, then we probably don't know about it. Yeah, you probably yeah. don't. Anyway, um, this speaker was talking about being a leader and being a leader in your home. Um, and just listen to these questions and they really have challenged me and really, (laughs) I've got some work to do, but it says, am I setting an example as the leader in my home? What I'm asking my kids to do, um, am I doing those exact things? Um, am I modeling what I'm asking my kids to do? Mm. Um, and I was just talking about, you know, you can't serve the Lord if you're the one in control. And I feel like that that was uh, a good slap for Jana in the face of you're not in the driver's seat. You're not in control. And I have to set that good example in my home that we are not in control, that God is in control. And um, and this question, does my relationship inspire my kids to follow Christ faithfully. Like, I'm going to say that again because I'm trying to get it sunk in my head. Does my relationship inspire others to follow Christ faithfully? And do my actions reveal that God is my priority? And again, this is not my advice, but a challenge that was given to me when I was listening. And I really need to be thinking of that and be conscious of that. You know, when I am in the heat of the moment and upset with my children or trying to help them problem solve something or when I am doing my own things in the house, are they seeing me? Are they seeing my reactions um, that would make them want to follow Christ faithfully? That's good stuff, man. Mm -hmm. Really good stuff. It's not my stuff. <laughs> just, just sharing. Generally, the best stuff that I share isn't my own either. <laughs> I told my dad one day, I was like, hey, uh, if I ever say something, you're like, man, that was really good. I probably stole it from someone. Yep. <laughs> well, good. Um, there's so much more we could get into, and I had a few other questions I want to ask, but I know if we go down those rabbit trails, then we will not end the show um, in any way close to the time frame that we should. Um, but I, I did, you know, I, I think from that same standpoint, you know, one of the things that, that I see is just, and I've said, I've used this quote so many times. The quote that I always use is when I got married, um, I did. I didn't realize how selfish I was until I got married, and then when I had kids, it even doubled that. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought, yes. "Hey, I'm really doing good. I'm starting to figure this thing out." And then you have kids, and you're like, "Oh, wait, here we go all over again. I'm even worse than I thought." Yep. Um, but I know one of the things that that God is teaching me is to listen. Uh, Paul's gotten very good at getting our attention. He he. As if it took him that much, right, to figure this out. But he will sit there and, dad, 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 dad. And, you know, we're doing our thing, doing our thing, ignoring very well, you know, (laughs) effectively. And then all of a sudden, I love you, dad. (laughs) And then you're like, ah. What do you need, bud? (laughs) What do you need? You got me. They're so manipulative. (laughs) Little little devils. (laughs) But... I think one of the most important things that we can do in that regard, and you and you absolutely said this, Jana, is in, in what you were saying is listen to God. You know, He's speaking. He's constantly 
trying to get our attention. And it's not, it's not so that we can talk and go do this and stay busy and be this or be that or conquer this. It really is just to be in relationship with him and hear from him and being able to calibrate and maneuver that in our life in a way where we reflect it to others. And, you know, I just, I think like Mark 9, 7, you know, when, when Jesus is baptized and he comes up and he says, this is my son, listen to him. Well, all we have to do is open our Bibles <laughs> to listen to him. And then John 10, 7, um, the sheep listen to my voice, or, or another way we've heard it is the sheep, you know, know the voice of the shepherd ultimately. And, and I just think to myself, you know, do, how well do I know that voice? It's such an important thing for us to grow and learn in hearing God uh, and being able to decipher when it's Him and when it's not. Yes. So big. Mm-hmm. Um, let me, uh, let me let, let, let's end this way and interject wherever. So, like, don't, don't be shy here. But, Cody, you got your Bible? It is. Hold on. Now it is up. Okay, Bible's up. Got the app up, okay? Yep. Genesis chapter 5. Genesis chapter 5. I don't have to thumb through it. I just push buttons. It's pretty cool. Dude. Yeah, technology. Is this like a drill? Yeah. Are we, are we yeah. all? Fastest one, go! <laughs> what Pat calls these so- sword Pat calls these sword drills. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Genesis chapter 5. Okay. okay, got it. And you you don't have to start from the beginning. Start in verse 3. Just start reading, and I'll tell you when to stop. When Adam had lived... 130 years, he fathered a son in his own likeness, after his image, and named him Seth. The days of Adam after he fathered Seth were 800 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days that Adam lived were 930 years, and he died. I was, he's pretty old. Mm-hmm. When Seth had lived 105 years, his father Enosh, did I say that right, Kevin? Just keep going. Seth lived after he fathered Enosh 807 years and he had other sons and daughters thus all the days of Seth were 912 years and he died keep going I I should make you well well, let me me try to go ahead and go to Matthew just the book of Matthew there alright now let me give you a little setup here okay so you start the Bible off okay Mm -hmm. And, I mean, think about making movies, right? Like, you start the Bible off, Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning, created. Then you have Adam and Eve. Then you have the snake. Then you have the fall. Then you have children. And then you have this, you know, murder. All these things, okay? Mm -hmm. You have this great story going. And then all of a sudden, chapter 5. That's the first four books of the Bible. I mean, if if you're a movie writer, you're thinking... Oh, this has got everything. It's yeah. got romance. It's got it's got murder. It's got you know. It's got all the good stuff that you want in a movie, like that Outer Banks show. That was really good, by the way. That was a good movie. That was <laughs> Sorry, <a> good show. <laughs> I just season it. two's coming. Oh, can't wait. Hey, I saw that. It's so maybe good. I should watch that. Yeah, yeah, you need to watch it. <laughs> yes, it's a good way to waste. Yeah, ten, 10 hours. hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, be- we better stay on topic. Yes, on topic. Anyway. It's got everything you want in a good show for Netflix, okay? Mm-hmm. And then he just cuts it off and starts through this list of names, okay? And just, you know, weird. Now, now let's go forward. Let's go to Matthew. Go okay. to Matthew. Go to Matthew. Go to I'm Matthew. there. Okay, Matthew chapter 1. Start reading. Verse 1. Yeah, you can start in verse 1 if you want. The genealogy of Jesus Christ. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, and Isaac the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers. And Judah the father of Perez, and Zerah, 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 by Tamar, and Perez the father of Hezron, and Hezron the father of Ram, and Ram the father of Aminadabad. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's good. I wanted to get to that one at least. Uh, I told Cody, I said, I'm not going to tell you what we're going to do, but I got something <laughs> for you at the end here. 
that good. makes me think of being um, a kid in Sunday school and having to be the one to read all of those names. Right, right. Like, so are you reading? Are you referring to my reading as a kid? No. <laughs> oh, I, no boom. I, yes. I hurt my feelings. No way. Get I would not do that. No way. I was thinking I don't want to be called on to read all those names. Uh, oh, I am so sorry. I hurt your feelings. No, I, I don't have feelings. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You're not allowed to be sorry about that. There's rules in this room, and that is one of them. You're not allowed to be sorry for kids. <laughs> okay, I'm not sorry. <laughs> now, I, I think there are so many things in our life that, that we allow to distract. I think we think, I think we think, great way to say that. I know that for us, when it comes to kids, that's an important thing. But our jobs, I mean, we're trying to become this certain thing in our jobs. We're trying to get in this certain place financially. We try to, you know, um, use our whatever, our gifting to become this thing and we work so hard for that or we push our kids to do that same thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think what these two sections of Scripture do is force us to look at what's most important. Our whole lives we can fill up with things. But at the end of the day, how you or me or any of us create a legacy that lives on past us is through our kids, man, and what we do there and the time that we spend there. And if nothing else, one of the best things that come has come from this time is us being forced to look at that in a way that we never have had to before. We could stay busy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We didn't have to sit down. We didn't have to, we didn't have to know our kids or our family. And I, and I told Emma this early on. I feel like we're getting to know each other all over again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Agreed. I, that uh, Paige being off of work for this long, she's even said at first it was hard. Um, the first two or three weeks was hard for her, but she's really invested time that she probably won't get ever again. I hope, I mean, I hope we don't have this another pandemic, but she would never get this time with her kids. She's learning things like Jana mentioned about her girls that she thought she knew everything about. She had no idea. And it's, you know, she said, man, it's just a beautiful thing, Cody. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't get to see as much as she does, but you know, I'm, I'm really happy for her about that. You know, that's, it's, it's a cool thing. Yeah, that's a really great way to put it. It is a beautiful thing, even through the rough. And I think you can think about suffering and pain that we've been through. Mm-hmm. Um, the pain is not wasted. And there's always something beautiful in the midst of that. And yeah. she's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. But right here, you have in Scripture this great story going along. And God said, wait, stop. And he drops this pandemic right in the middle of chapter five and says, this is what's most important. Mm-hmm. You know, if I, if God is trying to scream one thing, it's this right now. Hey, what are you doing? Why are you letting your life fill up with all this junk? I'm right here. Your family's right here. Be present where your feet are but not focused just on that moment, right? Right. But what he's doing, what he's already done, and how he moves. And, and here's, the, here, here's what's amazing, okay? You see this line of people. Guess what the last name in the list is? Jesus Christ. You know? You have this list of people that goes out and goes out and goes out, and I'm sure in their time, in their way, they were extremely important to, to the history of, of that family and the history of their name. And I would, I would say, even, even we, we all play a part in that. But like the most important part that we play in our lives is what we pour into the people that are going to carry on after us and not carry on what we did or how amazing we are, but ultimately who God is and how amazing He is and what His Son did for us. And if we aren't investing in our kids in that way, then, then how do we ever expect them just to fall into that? Now, again, let's not take away the Holy Spirit. I mean, he covers a lot of our mistakes here, okay? Yes. But we are to partner with him. And when we do, in our authenticity, 
in our failure, in our screw up, in the fact that that we have we have nothing to offer, He scoops us up and uses us in a way that we never thought possible. That's the God we serve. Amen. All right. I didn't look up buy in Japanese. Is oh shit! I forgot. <laughs> you, well, you better hurry. You I can. can look it up you got right like now. thirty seconds. Listen, here. but the problem is, is you got to do it with the audio, and I don't want it to screw this up. I feel like you should guess then. Um, oh that, wait, wait, wait. We'll give you two. Wait, little... wait, wait, wait. We'll give you two options. You can either guess, mm-hmm. well, or he guess. can what, Jana? He can pray. Keep talking for twenty seconds. <laughs> Uh, Jana, thank you um, for for coming and being with us. Thank you for uh, for sharing some very meaningful wisdom, and I don't say that lightly. Um, uh, I, I know you've said and joked, "Hey, listen, like you're get, you got the wrong girl." I don't know. Kay. I wasn't joking. No. What do you think? She knocked it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you for allowing us to learn from you because I know that I did today. Uh, it's been a blessing, and uh, we truly appreciate it. And we look forward to having you back next in the future. Week. Next week, yes. <laughs> uh, actually, will you please replace uh, Cody? Yeah. Even? yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say that I wasn't going to give you guys compliments anymore because <laughs> the first week I gave them a compliment, they're like, why don't you be a guest? <laughs> so I said, why don't you learn to take a compliment? <laughs> <laughs> don't tell the public that because we got to ask more people. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't, don't say that because now we'll get no more compliments every time. <laughs> Are they going to sign me up for this? <laughs> no, I, re- I really want to be serious for a second. Uh, I mean, I really did not, and I still don't think that I'm the girl to be sitting here, but I think that's because I'm my own wor- worst enemy, and that's because I was trying to let myself drive what was going to happen here today, and that is something that I fall into every single day, and you got to give it over to God. And um, we are growing, and growing is uncomfortable, and I am growing every single day, and I feel like that this was an opportunity. We think we don't have platforms, we don't deserve platforms, um, but grace, it's all about grace, and it's all about just turning it over to God. Well said, and thank you. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. So end of the episode and we are signing off nothing Cody bye <laughs> I-